Welcome to Get You Fit Radio with your host, Irene Cook, the radio show that keeps you healthy and helps you lead a healthy lifestyle. Did you know on average, we make more than 200 decisions a day just about food? That is the truth. But we are only aware of a very small fraction of them. The rest are performed by our unconscious mind. And this leads to mindless eating, which causes us to overeat and promote weight gain. So today's show is going to be about mindless eating. I read a book a couple years ago entitled Mindless Eating, and it really changed the way that I think. So count yourself among the millions of people who are victims of mindless eating. That's the phrase that's coined by food psychologists to describe the subconscious eating habits that lead to this unnecessary weight gain. The good news is is that you can turn this mindless eating into mindlessly eating better and, and maybe even weight loss by simply making better changes. Um, but little things such as eating off of, of smaller dinner plates and being aware of your daily behaviors. Several experiments were conducted uh, in, in this mindly, mindless eating and strategies for mindless eating behavior. And I was just so consumed by reading this book that I decided to do a show on this. Um, as a health coach and a nutritional coach, um, I'm constantly uh, talking to people every day about their eating behaviors, and it is amazing how often people don't realize what they do to contribute to their weight gain. And a lot of it is, uh, is in a sense, people are in a state of denial. A lot of it is the elements that people are in their environment that they don't realize what they're doing. Um, some of it is our daily habits that we put ourselves in situations. Um, but, but one big problem is, is in the United States, our eyes are really just bigger than our stomachs. Several experiments were conducted, and I'm going to share some of them with you. 150 Europeans were asked last year when they felt they were full, and they said they were full They walked away from the table when they were full. The same question was asked to 150 Chicagoans, and they said they were full when the plate was empty. This is true. Other experiments suggest that dish size influences how much we eat. In one test, 168 moviegoers who had just finished dinner 
were given a fresh or stale popcorn from different size containers. Would you believe that people ate 34 to 45% more popcorn when it was served out of these supersized ginormous buckets um, than the regular size buckets? Even when the popcorn was stale, it didn't matter. They just kept eating it because of the size of the bucket. Uh, Even kids' cereals bowls can be a a trap. According to researchers, children poured about twice as much cereal into these big cereal bowls and even ate it because the bowls were bigger. We are just conditioned to do that. So little habits like that are mindless. So I'm going to go through some tricks that you can uh, do and some strategies that you can do that can make things more mindful and help you save hundreds and hundreds, maybe even thousands of calories each and every day. The very, very first thing that you can do to make things more uh, aware is log your food. Now, as a nutritional coach, I, I hear it all the time. People don't want to log their food. People absolutely do not want to take the time and write down what they eat. Since the beginning of time, nutritionalists have asked their clients to keep a diary of their food. Back in the 80s, you wrote it down in a notebook, all right? And then we got fancy and they, they developed food logs. And now in the 2020s, we have apps that do it for you. Uh, You don't even have to look this stuff up anymore. But several studies have shown that people who keep food journals are likely to be successful in losing weight and keeping it off. In fact, there was a recent study done that indicated that people that log their food six days a week lost weight up to twice as much and kept it off. It's astonishing. Um, there was a study done. Um, I remember reading this when I was uh, taking my classes where they paid a hundred people to log their food for one year. They were just asked to log their food. They weren't asked to write down the nutritional information or anything. They were just simply asked to write down every single thing that they ate. After one year time, they were, they were paid to do this. After one year time, 85% of them had lost at least 20 pounds. Why, you ask? Because it made them aware of everything they ate. So if if you're going to eat an Oreo and you have to go write it down, A, you're writing it down and, and you're realizing that you're eating it, and B, if you're going to eat another one, you actually have to write it down and face the music of seeing that you're eating another one. So so what if I were to tell you that that this one little thing could help you lose weight. Just this one little thing of changing your habit could double your weight loss. It's crazy that the world is is bonkers to lose weight, but this one little thing, too good to be true, could help you become more mindful and lose weight. Several studies have shown that people who keep journals are more likely in not only losing weight, but keeping it off. And and not only that, but learning about their food behaviors and uh, understanding their habits, they can also go back and remember what they did uh, to keep the weight off in years to come.
Food diaries also help identify areas where people can make changes. And also then people don't realize where these calories are coming from, um, such as caloric beverages or snacks. And this way people can intervene and um, help reduce the calories. Um, so log your food, write it down. Even if you don't figure out the calories, writing it down. Um, I did a workout video last week and I was uh, kind of preaching this to my clients and I was talking about mindless eating and, and writing things down. And before I did the video, I uh, had taken my vitamins in the morning and I drank some orange juice. I took like three sips of orange juice and then I scooped a couple tablespoons of yogurt in my mouth before I went downstairs and, and did my video and I'm talking into the into the camera and I'm telling my my group about my mindless eating and I thought just in the three sips of orange juice and a couple tablespoons of yogurt that had to have been close to 100 calories and I didn't write it down and so therefore it didn't count so multiply that times all day long of all the little bites and nibbles and licks and 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 handfuls of this is and that's throughout the day, you're talking hundreds and hundreds of calories. So if I were asked to write these things down and I were asked to uh, calculate the calories, I might have chosen to take my vitamins with water instead of orange juice. And I might have chosen not to take in those couple bites of, of yogurt because I might not have wanted to calculate how many calories were in those tablespoons of yogurt. So that grazing is going to really get you. Um, using smaller plates and taller glasses, studies show that people tend to eat 92% of what they serve themselves. This is true. So if you have a large dinner plate, you're going to eat 92% of what's on it. Think about that. A bigger plate a bigger serving. Simply use a smaller plate. You're going to eat less. Uh, it, it, it's the truth. Plate sizes have grown increasingly since the 1950s. Average plate size used to be nine inches. Average plate size now has grown to 15 inches. The bigger, the better. Same thing goes with our beverages. Um, using a, a wide glass uh, is... Thin, thin glasses instead of wide, short ones can reduce the amount of liquid you pour yourself up to 57%. Another good tactic to use is visual reminders. Behavioral scientists believe that one of the main reasons people overeat is because they rely on external rather in, than internal cues to decide on whether they are really hungry. So let me explain this one to you because it's kind of hard to understand. Would you think that someone would actually rely on looking around at their external surroundings to determine whether or not they're full? So you're at a restaurant, you're eating chicken wings, and you see all the bones of all the chicken wings you ate to determine how full you are. So that is how we determine how full you are. This is true. There have been studies done where, where people have been tricked because the wait staff has taken away the bones and they have eaten more. There is a food lab in Illinois by Champagne, and, and this study has been performed time and time again. It is in this book, 
titled Mindless Eating. You can get it on Amazon. Half of the tables were continuously cleaned while the bones were left to accumulate on other tables. People with the bones on their tables ate 34% less. It's a true story. And the study was conducted time and time again. Another experiment at the same food study uh, lab was done where they used bottomless bowls to slowly refill the participants' soups as they ate. And these people just kept eating the, the soup. And underneath the bowl, the, the soup kept filling up, and they just kept eating it. They didn't even realize that they were full. And these studies really did indicate that people use these external factors to determine fullness. 30 people were served the soup out of this bowl. It was pressure fed under the table and it slowly refilled from the bottom without them knowing. Um, another 30 people were served food in regular bowls. The people with the bottomless bowls ate 73% more than the people with the regular bowls. Um, it, it's crazy. So don't rely on your stomach to tell you that you're full because your stomach can lie. If you're just joining us, we're talking about mindless eating, and you're listening to Huntley Community Radio, uh, WHRULP. Uh, we're talking about how your mind could fool you into thinking you're eating a lot less than you actually are. Another way that you can uh, trick yourself into thinking you're eating less than you are is by um, th grabbing things on the go. Um, for example, if you decide you're going to eat potato chips and you take them right out of the bag and you're not actually counting them, you're going to eat a lot more than if you portion them out. So have you ever had a small bag of chips, you know, the one serving kind? Seems to go by really quick, doesn't it? Yeah, you're like, wow, I'm done with this already. Yeah, that's because that's what one serving is actually like. If you get the bag of chips, the family size bag, and you find yourself eating for a long, long time, that's because you've probably eaten three or four or five servings. And look at the bag of the back of the bag. It'll tell you on there eight servings. And when you're done eating and you and you've eaten half the bag, you've eaten four servings. Uh, you want to portion things out. Uh, one of the best things that you can do is uh, if you do buy the the large bags and you want to save yourself some money. Break them up into smaller servings. Uh, put them in your pantry that way. That way you know exactly what you're getting. And this way you don't overeat. Um, it's really, really easy to eat too much. Um, for example, participants eating these potato chips from cans of Pringles, in which every seventh or 14th chip was dyed uh, in red, for example, ate 43 chips. So so they dyed the chip red that meant the serving size was over. And 65% uh, fewer chips were eaten than those that had no dyed chips. So they were basically alerted every time the serving size was up. Um, similarly, people eating from a large bag of, of M&Ms consumed 31 more candies um, than the ones that were in the small M&M bags. 
uh, with Halloween coming around, um, have you ever noticed that uh, you get these little Halloween candies and, you know, you got all these little bite-sized ones you eat, however many little ones that you eat? They pop them in your mouth and you eat how, how 10 of them in a day. Um, they go really, really quick when they're, when they're small. Um, you have to count them. They add up. If you're throwing the garbage away and you don't see that garbage, you, you're not going to realize how many you're eating. I challenge you this Halloween, keep every wrapper out on the countertop that you eat, and I guarantee you're not going to eat as much because you're going to see the wrappers and you're not going to continue to eat it. I, I challenge you, Huntley. I challenge you. All right. The next one, eat slowly. Slower eaters tend to eat a lot less. They feel full and they actually rate their meals a lot more pleasant. Because you're actually tasting everything. You're, you're tasting and you're enjoying the flavors. Um, scientists believe that it takes 20 to 30 minutes to finish a meal. Um, and it allows more time for your body to release these hormones to actually have you feel full. People that, that scoff a meal down in less than 20 minutes don't actually have these hormones released. So you don't actually feel full. And you just keep on eating. Um, As silly as it sounds, uh, slowing yourself down by using chopsticks or a a less dominant hand will slow you down and reduce your eating time. And you'll, you'll enjoy your food a little bit more if you eat a little slower. And that is a hard one to learn. It really is. A big one today in our society is unplug while you eat. So often we sit in front of the television with our meal and we get consumed with a television show. And when that happens, we're distracted. So we eat and we spoon it in and we spoon it in and we spoon it in and we mindlessly eat more. And we eat more and we eat more and we eat more because we're not paying attention. So when you are distracted, it will lead you to eating more and not understanding when you feel full. I remember back in my phone talking days, which I don't really do much anymore with texting, I remember I had this horrible habit of when I would get on the phone, I would I would eat. I just would go and grab food and munch and crunch and whether it was chips or whatever, it was just kind of like my grazing time. And it became a habit. And, and I think people do that when, when we watch movies, we watch television, uh, listening to the radio, playing a computer game. These are all distractions. And we, we have become uh, distracted eaters. Um, people watching television while eating their meals ate 36% more than people that ate dinner that didn't. A study was done where pizza was served to people watching movies. They ate 36% more pizza. True story. Pizza sitting in a box, right? You get multiple servings. It's not like you have a, a, a actual dinner plate that's given to you. You get little squares and you just keep grabbing them, right? 36% more pizza was eaten when you were watching a television show. Plus, it seemed like the longer the show, the more food you're likely to eat. 
Um, one study noted that participants watching a 60-minute show uh, ate 28% more popcorn because the show's longer. Those of you that go to movies know what I'm talking about because uh, during the previews, it's really hard not to start munching on that popcorn during the previews. And I don't know about you, but I'm sometimes done with my popcorn before the movie even starts. So, so you have to be really, really, really careful with that. Uh, long distractions, more time eating, less time thinking about how full you are. Um, turn the TV off. Focus on the food itself. Focus on the textures and the flavors, and you will stop eating mindlessly, and you'll start enjoying your food. One other uh, interesting uh, statistic that I read is decreasing the variety of food that you have will actually help with mindless eating. And I kind of read this one, and I thought, well, that's interesting, decreasing the variety, and it made sense. So when you have a lot of things to pick from, a big spread, for example, you tend to eat more because you want to taste everything, right? So so when you have a spread, say, and you're hosting a Thanksgiving meal or you're hosting a dinner and you have four or five side dishes or three or four appetizers, of course, you're going to want to taste one of everything. Experts uh, label this phenomenon sensory-specific satiety. The basic idea is that your senses tend to get numb after you're exposed to so many different flavors. And after a while, you just don't even start to even enjoy them or taste them. So think about this as holidays come around. When you are packing your plate at Thanksgiving with all the different things on the table and you have your mashed potatoes, you have your sweet potatoes, you have your corn, you have your green bean casserole, you have your gravy, you have your cranberries, you have your turkey. Am I making you hungry? Yes. That's the next holiday coming around. These are all great things, but you have so much on there. And sometimes having this much stuff on there causes you to eat more. So there was a study done where participants were given bowls with 10 different colors of M&Ms and, and ate 43 more candies than those given bowls with seven colors because they felt like they had to take all of the flavors. And you know what? You would too. Because think about it. If you were somewhere and there was a vast amount of, of things for you to try, you absolutely would try them all. So as much as you want to try as much as is out there, it's okay to limit them because you can have your food on different days. You don't have to have everything all in one day. And what happens is you tend to rush to get it all in and then you don't even taste it. So decrease your variety, log your food, eat slow, enjoy it, and be aware of what you're doing. The biggest thing is be aware of what you're doing. So often, people aren't aware. Um, At one point in my life when I was uh, up in weight and I couldn't figure out why I couldn't lose weight, I was actually training for Boston Marathon uh, one year, and my weight was up and I was super frustrated. 
I decided I was going to log everything I ate because I was eating healthy. And a handful of almonds was 80 calories. Another handful of almonds was 80 calories. Well, I loved my handful of almonds. I would do it several times a day because everybody knows almonds are good for you, right? Yeah, well, when you're doing a handful of almonds six or seven times a day, that adds up to five or 600 calories of basically fat. And then let's not even get me started on the peanut butter because if I could jump into the peanut butter and swim in it, I would. In fact, I think I did a few times. And at 100 calories a tablespoon, me not counting that because I wasn't logging sure added up. And 25 pounds later, I couldn't figure out why I wasn't able to lose weight. So my mindless thinking turned into mindful thinking, and I started logging. And I stopped looking away, and I stopped being in denial. And suddenly, I lost 25 pounds just in time for Chicago Marathon. And uh, it was it was really eye-opening. And uh, that was shortly after that is when I decided to further my career and go into nutrition to help others um, because it was shocking and it was eye-opening. And I'm hoping that uh, this mindless eating episode has opened your eyes to all of the things that you could do to change your mindset when it comes to making decisions about food. So be mindful about what you eat. Make mindful choices. Always think smart. Always make sure that there is a food smile at the end of every table. Make sure that you count your Halloween wrappers this Halloween and have a smile on your face every single day. Enjoy your day. I'm talking here and now It's not about what you've done 